and welcome to the Dead Letter Movie Podcast. This is episode 66, recorded January 26th, 2022. I'm Tim. I'm Andrew. And this is our Sundance edition for the year. We've just seen a, a few films each. Yeah, if we didn't have day jobs, we'd have seen so much more. But... It's, 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 it's true. We'd, we'd have been spending a lot more on, uh, on passes and, and tickets yeah. and, and watching all kinds of films. Yes. Really yes. all kinds of films. All kinds of films. The, the, I was, before we started recording, the thing I was telling Tim is like the best thing about Sundance is that everything is not on IP. <laughs> it's all <laughs> its own independent original thing. And that's pretty great. So you're getting all sorts of things. Documentaries, Dramas, comedies, uh, in Tim's case, a science fiction movie. and uh, Yeah, it's, yeah and, which is also kind of a comedy, sort of. Yep. And then uh, I got a horror film that we're going to talk about. Um, but yeah, so let's get into it. So Yeah, yeah. So uh, the, the first movie is one that we, we both watched. Um, mm-hmm. This is a Jesse Eisenberg movie starring uh, Julianne Moore and Finn Wolfhard called When You Finish Saving the World. Yes, this based is based on a short story slash audiobook. Audiobook. Just, just yeah. I think it's just an audiobook, just a straight up audiobook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, based off of an audiobook by Jesse Eisenberg. This is also directed by Jesse Eisenberg, and this so this is his first movie as a director, and it's actually he he does a pretty good job of making a movie. Like it's well made, it has its good technical merits and everything. This feels like a mid 2000s Jesse Eisenberg movie. Um, Finn Wolfhard is in the Jesse Eisenberg role, I would say. And um, this is it's the story of a mother and a son, um, Ziggy, uh, who's played by Finn Wolfhard, and Rachel, uh, who is Julianne Moore, who, who is, has, he's, she's playing a role that's not unlike her other mom roles that she's done, but she, this one, she's much more self-absorbed than her previous um, mom roles, I feel. And... It is, uh, they are two people who are really into the things that they are doing, and they're kind of insufferable, but that's kind of the point, and yeah, it feels like if you could think of what a cliche Sundance movie is, it's probably this. Yeah, this this is very near that, if not right on the mark, because it's a little bit self-aware about it, in, yeah. in that the characters... Yeah, the, the characters are intended to sort of embody that, so... So, like, the quick thing about it is... The, so Ziggy is a, so this is Finn Wolfhard, he plays music on a kind of like a TikTok sort of equivalent where he has 20,000 fans, as he often tells us, mm-hmm. um, that across the world where he just sits in his room and plays songs that he wrote. And that's his thing as a high school boy. And his mom is a woman who runs a women's shelter in the town, in the, they're in Indiana, and so she, you know, she's doing very important work and she just cannot believe that her son is not caring about the important issues in the world. And he can't believe that she's not in, like, doesn't care about him doing this cool stuff with music. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of their tension comes from. And so it's very much a character study. It isn't very, not really what I'd call a plot driven movie, but that's fine. It doesn't need to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's all, all very true about the movie. I kind of liked it. I um, kind of liked it as well. Yeah, it's 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 very well made. You know, it's 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 well shot. The performances are good. You believe in the characters as they are presented. They are insufferable. So insufferable. But you know, I've, I've met people like this. I have probably on occasion been people like this. Uh huh. Me too. So and, like I've met and have been like it, that's the yeah. thing. Like they're like they're insufferable, but I believe them in that. 
they seem pretty realistic. Yeah, it's, in, insofar it's, it's as a, insofar as a movie will be realistic to an extent, but um, yeah, 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 there's 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 some caricature and exaggeration here, but not not to a vast degree. Mm-hmm. It's 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 exaggerated a little bit, kind of for for emphasis, but it's still very very believable. Yeah. Um. So this has already been picked up by A twenty four. So I think it's supposed to be released soon. I, I I think I remember March, but I might be incorrect there. So this one you you can be able to watch, um, fairly soon. It's uh, I don't know if it's something worth going to the theater for. Um. I when I was talking to Tim, it's like it's kind of like a. I'm not mad that I saw it in any shape. <laughs> My life has not changed from having seen it. Um, it's a good Sunday afternoon movie. Um, it's a it's a pretty good way to spend an hour and a half, and it's only like an hour and a half. So yeah, yeah, which is good because any more and it it would have got to be too much. Mm-hmm. And it's so far like so I got a hold of the audiobook that it's based off of, which is different. Um, so. Yeah, it's, so if you're used to the audiobook version of it, you're going to get kind of a different experience, it it seems. I'm only an hour into it, and there's like five hours, so who knows. Yeah, yeah, so this is, you know, like a third to a, a quarter the length. Yeah, exactly. Check, like, if you, if a, if when a trailer comes out, if the trailer speaks to the, check it out, but, you know, I don't, I wouldn't go, like, I wouldn't spend too much money, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. You, you don't really miss anything seeing this, you know, on your television screen at home versus no, in the oh, theater apart yeah. from you know the, the general theatrical experience right like, it does the movie itself doesn't really lose anything no it does feel like a movie from the 2000s in a lot of ways like it feels like a movie that justin geisenberg would have been in in like 2006 um so i felt like it reminded me of like squid the whale to a certain extent mm-hmm. but yeah it's like if you're into that you'll probably like this all right and so then and then after that i watched a movie called watcher which is I mean, it's, it's, I would say it's more of a thriller than a horror film, but I don't even know where to draw that line, to be totally honest. Uh, so this is about, uh, I cheekily referred, I wrote up a thing about it on the website that you can read, and I cheekily referred to it as, like, Roman Polanski's Lost in Translation as Told by Nick Rogue. And that's sort of kind of like what it feels <laughs> like. That's also like the most pretentious way I could put it. I also know. So to give you an idea of what's going on, uh, Micah Monroe, she was, uh, she's... She's the star. She was in It Follows and uh, also the guest. So she's kind of like a, I'd call her a little bit of a scream queen. Um, And so uh, she and her husband moved to Bucharest because he just got a new job. And they have this big lavish apartment with a big picture window. And at night she notices a man watching them. That's our titular watcher of the title. And some other weird things are going on. So she, she doesn't have a job. So she's kind of exploring the town. Affair. And this is the part that reminded me of Lost in Translation. It was like those early scenes of the movie with Scarlett Johansson going around Tokyo. And she starts getting the feeling that she's being followed. And so we're, like, we're wondering, is it is it our titular watcher from earlier in the movie? And so I'm not going to like really go into things, but it's uh, it does have definitely a feeling of like some of those apartment Polanski movies such as Repulsion and Rosemary's Baby. Um, but it also has kind of like a don't look now kind of like feeling to it also. And I, there isn't like a, there is a pretty good amount of Alfred Hitchcock in it too. Um, so this is Chloe Acuna's first movie. She did a, she did a segment of VHS 1994. So I did watch that before I watched this. That did not give me, like they have nothing. I will say she's a very d- director in that they were very different products. And I'm actually very curious to see what she does next. So 
Um, as for a horror film, it's uh, it's effective for what it does. It is it did what I expected it to do, but I didn't I wouldn't call it predictable if you know what I mean. Yeah, I I think kinda yeah. Yeah, it's like it's more like I've seen a lot of movies, so I probably know where this is going. Um, but uh, I didn't like I wouldn't say I predicted the ending, but I kind of knew what was like I kind of ex- what happened. It wasn't unexpected, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like kind of a a general direction. Yeah. Yeah, but that's because I've seen a lot of movies, and yeah. I do think this would play later at night. So, like, if it's if it's like midnight and you got something to watch, would give yourself a good scare, but not a terrible scare. You know, you can check this out. Um, I don't think this one's been picked up yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if it becomes like a Shutter streamer in a few months. Okay. And Tim, you had you had a movie too, yeah? I I did I did. Uh, so I watched Duel by uh, Riley Stearns, starring Karen Gillan and uh, Aaron Paul. And uh, it's kind of science fiction, kind of thriller, kind of comedy, kind of you know, dry satire. It, it's yeah, it there's there's a lot of overlap here in in the the different sort of genres that that it hits. Um, so the the synopsis: Karen Gillan's character discovers that she has a uh, a terminal disease. She's going to die, and decides to get a, a clone, a a double of herself to then take her place when she dies as as sort of a gift for her friends and family. Okay, so it's not quite not quite like the island or the or parts the clone no, is for. No, no, not not okay. not quite. There there okay, there's okay. shades of that here. Or but... or or never let me go or or, or yeah. other things. Sorry, I just spoiled like three <laughs> movies for people and I don't I I really don't care. Yeah. None of them are good. No, they're, um, no. So... They're, they're they're not. Well, I don't know about never let me go, but um, so um, yeah, this this is this is a little bit different. Um, but then she discovers, oh, she's not actually going to die; she's in complete remission. So she goes to have this this clone decommissioned, air quotes here. Oh, okay. But that doesn't work because it's been a little while. So now there is a court mandated duel to the death to determine which one of them lives on oh in the in in so the one a, life so it's a title with a double meaning okay it it, it, it is so yeah the, the title is dual d-u-a-l as as in yeah, two yeah. as as in a, a a double but there is a dual d-u-e-l yeah as as kind of a, a plot point yeah there there are shades of you know kind of the the nature versus nurture thing and you know that's 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 been done in science fiction you know and you know things things like blade runner um mm-hmm. the, the overall tone is is very very dry very measured which which mm-hmm. gives it sort of that satirical dark comedy feel to it and they're they're i was too tired to really laugh out loud much but they're they're parts that you know, more than a chuckle out of <laughs> just 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 well, yeah just just because the just arid delivery of such absurd things that that they said i'm not gonna lie to you i'm imagining michael keaton in this movie michael keaton totally could have been in this movie well i mean like he was in multiplicity so there were four of him and so yeah. like i mean like this this sounds like the the, the darker yeah. less less chaotic yeah. version. so th- things that came to mind as i was watching or immediately after i, I made some some notes here things that called up in, in my own remembrance uh twilight zone because this mm. was kind of twilight zoney um all, yeah. also outer limits because it was a bit darker than the twilight zone yeah you know there was there was an episode of star trek where you know Actually, more more than one where they've done things like this. Mm-hmm. You know, Monty Python because it's it's kind of that absurdist satire going on here. Jordan Peele's recent movie 
us. There's a little bit yep. of that going on here. And yep. David Lynch for the, you know, serious, but still off kilter, quirky kind of thing going on here. The dark absurdity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just now, as we've been talking, came up with a few more. So uh, I, I think somewhere in the middle of all of those lies this film <laughs> okay yeah well i think yeah i'll have to check it out when it becomes a little more readily available yeah yeah so. and read uh, just just earlier today as as we were recording that this has been picked up there there's a company picking it up for distribution so this should be available for others to see outside of the festival cool and so like oh, are you recommending people check it out when it comes out more readily I available? think so. Yeah, this this isn't for everybody, but it's it's more accessible than you know, a lot of science fiction with a, a similar kind of premise that y- you get in the synopsis mm-hmm. would be. Mm-hmm. But maybe not for fans of multiplicity. Uh, depends. I mean, fans of multiplicity <laughs> probably also include fans of Beetlejuice, which is super dark uh, and weird, but yeah, also yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then uh, the last movie Tim and I watched was, and we saw this one together. This well, not together, but like we both yeah, watched. Yeah, ha- happened to be very nearly the same time. So we watched. Um, this was also a first feature. Um, this is uh, Kristen Verlinden's um, directorial debut, and it's a film called Alice. It's, uh, the thing, like, there's no. Uh, we we end up having to spoil the first third of the movie um, in order to talk about this. Is the thing that kind of. But when like when you and I bought the ticket, we knew this was happening. Yeah. So like because not not because it was in the promotional stuff. Like when you what they did for the Sundance stuff was like they gave you like you would just look at titles and then you would click a title and then you could read the paragraph. <laughs> and so we knew what was going to happen in the first act because of the first because of the paragraph. Mm-hmm. And so Alice is a played by um, Kiki Palmer. Kiki Kiki Palmer. Alice is on a plantation. This is uh, plays out like you know numerous like you know plays out not unlike Twelve Years a Slave or any other movie along those lines. Um, and she is you know one day she gets in a fight with her master and he and she stabs him in the eye and runs off and then suddenly finds herself on a highway and almost gets hit by a truck. Truck driver is played by Common. So turns out it is not the 19th century. Turns out it is actually 1973. And so this is her story of coming to terms with that kind of. Yeah. And and like that's the that's the yeah, that's basically the the main plot of it. There is a lot of asides to other things, of course, going on. So I mean, like the thing, like Kiki Palmer really sells this because she has to have like she has a moment where she reckons with history where she basically learns everything that's happened since the Civil War and how, like, there's a moment where, and I don't think me, I mean, obviously the scene would happen, and I don't think me talking about this would spoil it. Like, there's a moment when she realizes that she's free, and, like, it's, like, a really, like, great performance. So, yeah, like, I think yeah. checking, like, it's worth checking out just for this performance, in my opinion. Yeah, very, very raw emotional performances from from Kiki Palmer all, all throughout this this movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah, as as her art goes, so so goes the the film more broadly. Yep. It, it it sort of subtly on a on a gradient transitions between different styles. Like the the first act is shot, you know, very much like something like Twelve Years a Slave. But yeah. it, it changes very subtly, you know, as as things start to happen. And toward the end, it's it's very, very like, you know, a, a 70s kind of you know, exploitation flick and yeah. a lot of a lot of nods to that style. And 
it's mm-hmm. it's never jarring any of those transitions it it always feels very smooth and natural and i was kind of struck by you know here's here's what the movie is at the beginning and and at the end it's it's playing this like you know completely different kind of song but it all flows and and that was really great yeah yeah um supposedly okay so in a in a variety article about this movie being made they had mentioned that um the director had worked with quentin tarantino on django unchained and you could definitely see that influence and but i wouldn't i wouldn't call this tarantino-esque in any way other than the fact that it has kind of like a love of, of exploitation movies to an extent um other other than yeah. that but a lot of movies do yeah. that so um and and the thing is i don't think it ever although like what we gave you could be a really heavy kind of thing and it, but it doesn't really quite go there and it's it always has like a little bit of like popcorn pulp to it but it never quite goes to the level of like like a movie like coffee or a movie like foxy brown it never quite goes to that level yeah, of exploitation not, not, not all the way there it it goes in that direction mm. but it's not that kind of a movie it it doesn't want to be and never sets out and to i be. think yeah. it's great that yeah. it's not yeah, yeah. I, I i liked that it wasn't I also liked that it yeah. wasn't, you know, the, the super, super heavy drama. And and it's not like I, it's not like it would have been bad that it no, was a super no, heavy drama. Not. It's just, you know. It's just that I've seen that yeah. a lot. Yeah. So. And and we're surely going to have more of that coming with the uh, with award season coming up. And, you know, is, yep. you know, end of the day, I, I, I come home and I'm sitting down. And saying, oh, I, you know, I, I need to watch this movie during this window. And, yeah. and it ended up being kind of like, I, I found myself kind of like energized and like yeah. kind of like hyped from yeah. the movie. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And it, not to say that it doesn't have its heaviness because it definitely it, does. It, it does. <laughs> I mean, I'm not it does it. But not in the same yeah. way as, as something like, say, Selma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not quite like that. Um, or 12 Years yeah. a Slave. Um, and it's or like it's not even like heavy in the sense that like Django Unchained can be as well. Like so this is this has already been picked up. Um, I think it got picked up before it even made it to, to Sundance. So this is as of, as of this moment as the last thing we checked, like it looks like a March release date. But I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if that changes or something. I don't know where it would be going if it'd be going. I don't know if it'd be going to theaters or going to streaming because who knows in this world of Omicron. So oh, by the way, like I will save this. Um, I won't cut this out. The The thing I have learned about all of this is who has and who has not watched Futurama. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, listeners, you take that for, uh, take that yeah. for what it is. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Alice, when, when you see Alice come along, I do recommend checking it out. I thought it was really, really interesting and really just, just um, I'm not going to call it a good time because <laughs> that's not exactly what it's supposed to be. But it is, it is surprisingly heavy but also very pulpy and entertaining yeah and and it succeeds at doing both of those things like super well oh oh, and we didn't even really talk about common like you know common does like an amazing job yeah yeah like for the the first the first scene he was he was in like the whole time i'm like wait a minute he looks familiar who the heck is that oh dang it's it's common. So mm-hmm. I I, uh, I remarked. I keep forgetting, and then am surprised and impressed anew at at Common's range as an actor. Because yeah. I mean, yeah. to be fair, he isn't in like a whole lot of movies. No. but when he's in them, he's he, good. He is, and it's, a lot of those movies have had similar themes. But this is, yeah, you know, like like I just said, not the same kind of movie as Selma, and he's mm-hmm. not the same character in it. He, he's it's a different character. Yep, so those are that's our little Sundance rundown. Um, we had an enjoyable time. I'll be honest, like I it would it would have been real cool if we could have gone to Utah, but it was nice that we didn't have yeah, to. Yeah. So. Yeah, forced to agree. So yep. that's our show for Sundance 2022. 
stay tuned. We'll uh, we'll have some some more written bits on on the site. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.